0: Hey, what's up? I'm Warren Martinik, and this is the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast.
1: Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. But you're never down when Noreen Rad is on the podcast with you. Hello.
0: Or around. Around. <laughs> Ian, around.
1: <laughs> what? What did I get wrong?
0: Down, around. You'll never get lonely when Noreen is around. Oh, I don't know. I'm just making it up. Oh, clearly. No, I just make it. Up as like, oh. It yeah. never seems that way. It seems like it's so well practiced. It does seem like it it's really so well practiced.
1: It does. It really does. It's clearly not it really appreciated today. It I'll, is. I'll just, no. I'll just, I'll just People, I'll just people get are just up and go. I'll, I'll take my it, fall. It's and going nice. Home.
0: <laughs> it's nice. I look. People are just starting to think you're a little obsessed with me. That's all, and I think that's a
1: good thing. Yeah, I, I like it.
0: Oh, awesome. That's so
1: nice. I you remember the um? <laughs> you won't remember this. I don't know why I'm saying. No. That. You remember the? You remember the Beatles? Of course, do. the do. We're the buddies. buddies. Um, the you remember those pictures of them in the '60s, where like young women are screaming so much that they are literally passing out. Yes. Yeah? Yes. That's how I feel when I start one of these episodes, my friend.
0: That's so nice. I feel the same way, Ian same no, way
1: Dad, you're my hero <laughs> <Love it. laughs> oh
0: anyway my, i love eco boosted on
1: this podcast it's the best this is, that's this quite is right. great that's quite all right um there are people listening to us so we should probably be slightly less personally intimate and actually Never. do a show for them nice go okay. ahead all right um Welcome, everybody. Um, this is episode, don't know yet, and um, it's a, a pleasure to be in your ears. I'm I'm really, really happy with this week's <laughs> guest, and we haven't even introduced him yet, simply because uh, this young man has blown me away, and I know blown you away, 100 uh, with 100%. just like... The, the the quality and the passion and the dedication um, of his collection. Uh, so it gives me great pleasure to welcome Don Comstock, otherwise known as Dr. Strange Archive. Welcome, sir.
2: Hello. Hello. How are you? I am doing extremely well. It's snowing out a little bit. It looks beautiful out. I'm in my nice, warm, cozy house talking to some <laughs> great people. So
1: Good, good, Aww. good. That's nice. You see, Noan, it's not just me that blows smoke up your ass. See? That's. That's, it's very hard for me
0: to sit down when I'm around you guys. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I love you guys too, of course. Oh, of
1: course. oh, oh it's a love fest. People are going to be getting it. It's buckets. a
0: love fest. Yeah, they're going to be puking pretty consistently. But, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, we're speaking to, in my mind, kind of like a legendary collector here, right? Mm-hmm. We've spoken to many collectors, many, many collectors. But I don't know if I've ever seen a collection as thorough and as uh, carefully crafted as as donald i mean i remember first meeting you donald i don't even know where it was now if it was on instagram or facebook i don't even know how that even came about um do you remember no how were you first i don't remember i feel like i've been talking to you forever though but um i went on to okay so a couple of things we should do first donald Give us your origin story, buddy. How did this all start? How did the sickness start? Have you sought (laughs) professional help? You know, let's just go there.
2: Those are all questions my wife asks on a regular basis. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I'm, I'm a little older. I'm uh, what am I going to be? I'm going to be 51 this year. So uh, when I was a kid, I kind of started off in the, the great silver age of comic books and and things. And originally I was a big uh, in the 70s. I was as a young kid. I was into the horror stuff. You know, I was Tales from the Crypt and, you know, all the all the horror stuff. I had stacks and stacks of horror stuff. I didn't get into the super superhero stuff to probably my early teens in the early 80s um, and it kind of mostly was Marvel. Um, did a little DC. I think Batman and Green Lantern were my two DC things that I kind of got into just because I've always been into superheroes that weren't born with a gift or weren't giving something. It always had to be superheroes that had to learn and took years and years. And sometimes, like in Doctor Strange's case, technically hundreds of years to master their craft and be good at what they did. And on the Marvel side, Iron Man was, uh, was the other one I collected again because Tony Stark, you know, basically. Built Built all his stuff, became a genius. It was all non. And I like X Men. I, you know, I like those those comic books and, and those stories and stuff. But I, I always liked the uh, the superhero that had to. I don't want to say earn, but had to work and dedicate and and strive towards their particular skill or their particular goal. Um, and that's probably when I got into Doctor Strange. Um, was in the early '80s. Some great art, some great comics that came out in the, nan- the you know the and then into the '90s because the '90s was kind of the boom in the comics industry and there was tons of titles out and when you have tons of titles out you got tons of artists working on those titles, and then all that stuff rolls into cards and statues and action figures and and all that type of stuff. And you you, you can't deny that Doctor Strange has got one of the best costumes ever. It's kind of like a oh if, yeah if Liberace and Superman had a child, you know kind of kind of a thing. It's just you, you can't you, the 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 colors just oh. the reds and the golds and the blues, you know, just kind of grabs you out of nowhere. Um, and I then. Love that. Also, back in the sixties and seventies, um, magic was a, a big thing, mysticism, yeah. um, uh, those meditation, those types of things. So when when Ditko did this, you know, he really hit it right at the right at the right spot, and that's really what made it kind of take off or last this long. Is you know everybody loves magic. Every and then when I was a kid and a teenager, you know, D and D first just got started, you know, and things like that, and we were all into that. So that's it's kind of like a collision of a bunch of cool things came together that really made me like Doctor strange and and focus on dr strange and just you know stills art you know whatever just the costume and the scenery and the dark dimension and spells and other dimensional beings eternity and you know those types of things just make for great art and when you're looking at a great piece of great art your mind just, you know, starts wandering and you start dreaming and, and thinking about things. So um, I've been collecting him ever since. Um, I really didn't become what I would call a addict or a a, a <laughs> top level collector until I was into probably my mid-20s um, or so, mainly because, you know, as a young kid, you only know, don't have that much extra income and money to, to, to throw around. Um, and I've been kind of chipping away at them ever since.
1: So let me get this straight: you've been at this for over two decades, coming up uh, three,
2: yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been not not as a focused Doctor Strange collector, yeah. but I've been collecting Doctor Strange comic books and stuff uh, since the '80s. Um, and I've been reading them, you know, since the early '80s. So wow. In the uh, and like I said, the '70s for me, most of it was horror-related stuff as opposed to superhero-related stuff.
1: Do you remember, was there a particular issue that did it that, that actually kind of tipped it for you?
2: I don't think so. Um, it's uh, Strange Tales kind of came out before I started. Though Those were kind of the 60s. Um, Frank Bruner is my favorite Doctor Strange artist of all time, and those were the uh, uh, mid-70s, early 70s, through the 70s, and that's really what kind of got me hooked to um, his, his cover art and the work he's done, and, and Frank's a great guy. I've talked to him a couple times. Um, and it kind of is that transition from where – comic book art kind of went from the cartoon strip 2d kind of art to more realistic flowing clothes yeah. um he, he's the one that really punched it up and and kind of got me going and uh steve englehart did uh, the writing on a few of those on, on some of those marvel premiere comic books the marvel mm. premiere series which is a very important key series for dr strange um uh, but yeah, probably, probably his work, the Marvel premiere work, and the the stuff in the mid '70s really is what started getting me hooked on
1: it. Yeah, I've got those premier about- issues. They're Ex- extraordinary.
0: That's amazing. I always love how, because you kind of do this as a character collector, right? You start realizing, you know, all the artists who've taken on your character in the mainline series of that character, right? Who've done appearances, who've done one-offs, who've done graphic novels and all that kind of stuff. And you really start charting your character through the different art styles, you know, of these creators and so forth. So I always love talking to you because you're always so knowledgeable and quick to understand kind of like the context of the art. Which I always strive to do with, with The Surfer as well, which I really appreciate. You know, Ian asked you, was there a specific uh, comic book that kind of got you into Strange? But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go even further now. Is there a specific collectible that got you really kind of all of a sudden you're like, oh, boy. Let me start stacking this up. You know, was it a statue? Was it a card? Was it a comic book where you're like, all right, I got to start archiving these things? Because honestly, you're one of the only people I know that takes the archiving part of this so professionally. You know, and 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 I'm a great admirer of that, obviously.
2: Um, I probably one of the first things that I actually kind of displayed or, or or really enjoyed a lot and that was that was the Bowen full figure Doctor Strange statue. Um my wife got me that Uh, as a gift, I can't remember if we got it at San Diego Comic Con or where it was back when we lived in San Diego at the time Um, but that Bowen statue was just so amazing, it couldn't sit in a closet, it couldn't sit somewhere because most collectors, they do uh, they collect all this stuff and they spend all this money on this stuff and it sits in closets and it sits in boxes and it does such a disservice I've done uh, panels and lectures at some of the uh, conventions and that on how to display your collection and that and even if you just got one shelf in your entire house, you can rotate stuff every couple of months in and off that shelf. Um, but but that's, I, and I, I've had a lot of other stuff before that statue, but, you know, like other collectors, a lot of the stuff just ended up sitting in closets and drawers and stuff, but that I, I love that statue so much that um, that's what kind of started bringing the stuff out you know it's kind of like uh, in comic book collecting uh, getting your comics graded was a big thing and getting them slabbed was a big thing but any comics that I have that are slabbed they're all high grade silver age comics that um, it's more of a preservation thing I've always got a reader copy because I need to be able to open up that comic book because not only to read the story smell that paper yes. to look at the advertisements because some of those really rare collectibles really cool. they were advertised in the comic books and you've never seen them since so Sometimes you still run across something you didn't realize existed because you need to flip through those ad pages and see your squirrel monkey ad and you know all those other things <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you scrolling. can get out of the comic books. Um but the, <sighs> the other big thing was that when the 2016 movie came out, um, that prompted me to pull everything I had out into one of my rooms and I realized how much I'll call it stuff I had. And I figured that, you know, maybe some other people would be interested in it because a lot of it's vintage. A lot of its historical, um, and I also like collecting production process stuff, uh, proofs, um, uh, uh, prototype packaging. You know, you you name it. I, I love looking at that stuff and looking at the production process. Um, that's when I kind of started the website, and started doing, started. Cause I really was never on social media all that much, so I started up the Instagram and the the Twitter and stuff like that.
0: I Love that website, by the way. If anyone doesn't know about
1: it, I, uh, I did. Doctor website. What? Uh, yeah, you haven't no. told me this? No, I've just been oh. checking out the stuff that the Don's been posting on social media. I didn't know oh, there was a there was a mother. Missing out. I'm but, sending you the link right now. Well, well, this well, thing Don, is epic. Don, tell people what it is before we go any further, Pimp. So it's
2: drstrangearchive.com. That's drstrangearchive.com. Uh, my web hoster. Just recently switched servers because the the servers myself was on uh, for maintenance. It was like five years old. The servers were all that they were swapping them out. Um, when they did that, my database links dropped. So I'm working to try and get them up. So the pages are there, but I basically have uh, databases online of all the collectibles, action figures, magazines, movie memorabilia trading cards and you can actually see scanned in photos of everything when they were made who the artists were on them, brief descriptions but the databases are currently down um hopefully sometime in the next couple of weeks i'll get the links put back up it's just the the user accounts and stuff that's in the the web code isn't matching up to the new servers they've got so i've got to get out there and change that oh, but there's lots amazing. of other stuff that's out there
0: oh this you gotta look at no it's 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 actually took pictures of it <laughs> as sorry for being such a stalker, but I actually <laughs> took a couple of pictures of uh, the screen grabs and stuff like that in the formatting because you know this is something I would think about diving into in the future. And I'm just absolutely obsessed with your layout because it's so I love organized things. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, it, it just gets me. I'm just <laughs> like, love organized stuff, <laughs> but I, I think what's also really great about. <laughs> donald's website is that there's a lot of really amazing resources this is something that i would that i use it a lot for like how to preserve uh guides uh articles things on how to like uh, conserve yourself preservation temperatures all this great stuff that i constantly bother donald about (laughs) for a while there but uh yeah something to check out
1: now this is this is something that i've been interested to talk about because everyone Okay, so I, I collect. nine no collects. You clearly collect, Don. Um, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just a tad. Um, clearly I <laughs> I've never, you know, I'm starting to upgrade in some areas of, of, of stuff. But, you know, most for, for example, in my cards, you know, they're in binders. My comics, I use a particular brand and bag of board and box and, and, and et cetera. So, you know, I'm fussy to a point. But, and I think that's probably... Uh, most collectors of varying degrees of that of that fussiness but then there's the step on where you are uh, i guess the, the phrase would be museum grade possibly would be would that be fair like that. you know in terms of in terms of the the level of attention and craft that you're bringing to it so and and i know because you know i've seen pictures of you uh, you're you're very handy you're very you know craft uh, crafty guy you can build stuff you know you've got mad skills you can make cabinets you can make <laughs> drawers you can you can D print stuff you can do all sorts of stuff and you know i i can barely make a cup of tea so um where did that side of it come in did we were, were you always doing that or did did that that archival stuff was that self-taught tell us about that
2: well, it's it's once I started amassing the collection and it started getting larger, I started figuring out um, what the goals are going to be because of the the collection, frankly, is bigger than me. Um, so I figured if I could do it in such a way where I could preserve this stuff, where it would be available for generations and generations to come, because it doesn't matter if comic books go away. Marvel characters will still be around in movies other formats you know it's the same thing with trading cards mediums come and go as technology changes and as people change um, but the the, the the superheroes and the comic book stuff will be around for a very very long time so I figured you know once if I could preserve this stuff to a point where it could be passed on to somebody else you know once you know we all eventually leave this place um, but if we could do it Wait, in such a fashion what? where it's just as good where a condition as possible I'm going to the dark dimension I'm sure. About it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm yeah, hoping steep. for Shambhala, but I'm going to probably end up with
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping <laughs> for Xanadu. So that could really be Newton John. Shambhala
2: is very Xanadu. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> reference. <laughs> Um, so that's when I started kind of really taking the extra step and, and preserving the stuff. And just because you know I've been collecting for over 30 years, hopefully I'll be collecting for you know a few more decades to come. And that stuff gets old, especially the vintage stuff. Today's stuff, a lot of it's printed on modern paper and, and things, but um, the original trading cards from the 60s and 70s, the comic books, all that stuff. It it's it's created in a medium, the pulped paper that eats itself, it it, it destroys itself. If you do nothing to it, if you do nothing Bad to it, it will eventually eat itself um, if you don't take care of it. So, you have to try to figure out ways where you can slow that deterioration process down um, to help preserve those things. You know, some people they'll they'll see an article where they'll pull out somebody found a box of comics in somebody's, you know, cellar that's in perfect condition from the 60s and 70s. I'm like, yeah, because a cellar is a very maintained humidity and temperature and and, and everything else. Most most places aren't like that. Most of the time, you know, you're in a place where the summer skyrockets to 80. 90, 100 and some odd degrees, and then the wintertime cools down, and all those giant fluctuations in temperature and humidity. Because It's not just the temperature and humidity, it's the, the fluctuation between the two because it causes the paper to expand and contract, and that's what makes it brittle, you know, those types of things. So, and I've always been a science guy, so I just started researching it. I hate, you know, I, I we're old enough to have been around before the internet, and before that, you know, if somebody reads something in a trading card group, they think that's science, and that's what it is. No, that's usually just... Is somebody's opinion and it hasn't actually been researched. Um, so a lot of times when, when I do the guides or when I tell people if they ask about uh, storage recommendations, I'll actually give them the references to the Library of Congress recommendations to the National Archive recommendations. Uh, here in the U.S. we have organizations, uh, the National Standards Organizations that actually have standards for uh, document preservation and stuff like that. Um, and they, they tend to be kind of a wide range of numbers so what I do is I just average them um, and then I come up with what best for me because we can only control stuff to to a certain amount so but I'll be able to explain that to people I'm a a very much of hey what do you think this should be and then my next question is why can you point me somewhere that actually proves that to me? I'm, I'm one of those guys. I um, Because too many people just read stuff on the Internet and, and just think that it's gospel just because somebody else regurgitated it on the Internet. So I'm, I'm very much one of those. And then I've always been a guy that if somebody doesn't make a particular product, I'll make it myself. You know, if they don't have drawers that I need or if they don't have it's like right now I'm doing um, – Uh, Prototyping out some uh, slabs, kind of like one touches that are for uh, three and four panel sketch cards and stuff like that, just because Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot. You know, the only stuff that's kind of out there is, you know, a few people have some eBay accounts that they're just basically plexiglass that are screwed together, you know, for some of those bigger art cards. And I, 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 I don't, I'd rather have something that's more cool Archival looking yeah, yeah 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 so it's it's i've always and that that's been my entire life if there's something i can't find or it's way too expensive i'll just try and build it myself so wow
0: I love that. That's how I am with design stuff. If I had a workshop, if I had <laughs> the materials to do it, I'm sure I would be building stuff. And because I'm always drawing up my little display goals and my little, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, I no. just do. It's just, it's, I, do I, I just time. do. It's just <laughs> how I've always been. You know what I mean? Uh, it's how I've always been, which is why like I do the design stuff with Ian for the group and all this kind of stuff. It's just, you know what I mean? If I, I, I growing up in Miami, It's very much like you don't take your car somewhere to get fixed. You're like, all right, let's see if we can fix it. And then you get the guy across the way who has a crane to lift the engine out. And then you're doing all this stuff in this ridiculous way, you know. So I I kind of grown up the same way. But I I really appreciate your ability to do that with the research. And I do think more people have to be that way, right? Because, you know, obviously, especially with the era we live in, the way people just say things, the way people just put things out there without research or without any credible sources is quite frequent, it, and it's detrimental to a lot of society and things that are happening around the world right now. But. Um, So I definitely appreciate that, and I think it's a great task, and I think more collectors want to know about this as well. So I'm sure our listeners will be fascinated to hear that because, I mean, let's be honest, the card boom is real, man. Those prices on cards are getting crazy, the parallels, the hunting, and that's something I want to kind of ask you, Donald. I know you've been getting into the card stuff just as hard as we have you know what i mean i know you've been there for a while but now you're being introduced to the more modern stuff you know so how have your card collecting goals kind of evolved with a more modern marvel way of collecting
2: well it's when i first started collecting cards you know i i grew up on government cheese and rice i was i I was a very uh uh non-high income household but yet as a kid you're still able to go to the convenience store and put a full set together, you know, as as a very, I'm not sure what the right term is, uh, non, non-well-income family. Uh, nowadays, you can't. You you can't do anything like that, and it's it's just the way that I'm not saying it's it's good or bad. It's just that the the card collecting industry and the hobby isn't meant for kids anymore. You know, it's just you can't do that unless you've got very rich parents that are that are feeding you the money for the cards. There's absolutely no way that it's a kid's thing. And I love seeing on uh, the Facebook groups where the dads and and the moms are opening cards with their kids, and they're doing it because they've you know they've they've got the funds to do that. But as a as a kid, you you, you really can't go off and do it by yourself anymore just because it's too expensive and one of the things is too is back in the 70s and 80s and, and 90s cards were put out by the hundreds of thousands you know the, those card sets were were the print runs on those card sets were just spectacular were, were just crazy and just because that there was a demand you know it was, it was just the way it was and that's what's kept because people ask me it's like why why are some of the vintage stuff and some of the older cards really not worth anything and these new cards which are no different or worth you know you, you can't get a new card for under a few bucks a card and sometimes not under a couple hundred dollars a card. Um, and it's, it's just because they the way they put the industry and the way that we move the industry is it's all limited run it's all and what the limited run does is it causes um, either real or perceived value um, depending on how you look at it and and that's what causes these insane prices that we're seeing, and it's like in the 90s it's the same thing that happened within comic books in the 90s uh, in the 90s, that's when all the speculation started, where they started trying to make money off of comic books, before the 90s, you you collected comic books, you rolled it up you stuck it in your back pocket, you read it you know, you you put it in, in, in your bike bag and you drove off with it but in the 90s, they they started, people tried to make money off it, trying to make it in an industry um, that's where they were trying to, a lot of perceived value came from you know, they'll be like uh, Well, this issue is a prototype for Doctor Strange. No, just because there was another magic user or wizard <laughs> character in another comic book before 1963 doesn't mean it was a prototype. Because before that, the comic book was—I don't want to say worthless, but really wasn't worth anything. But now they can call it a Doctor Strange prototype, and now they can sell it for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm. You know, so it's—it's it, it's one thing that I always kind of look at is the, the the difference between what I determine. It's it's all internal. It's it, it's it's what you determine the value is, and and what some of the perceived you know. Just because something is stamped one of 50 doesn't mean it's worth hundreds of dollars or one of 25 because you can get a one in 25 from a different set with just as good art and everything else and you can pick it up for 15 bucks or, or, or 20 bucks on ebay so it's it's very much a personal thing it's it, it's what you want but you what we're seeing in the past um since i started collecting cards again is um there's a lot more resellers and a lot more investment people that are doing nothing but breaking cases just to resell and make money on it and that all Always drives up the price, um, which again, I you know I'm not saying that's not a bad thing. It's just something you have to take into consideration when when you look at the hobby and you look at the industry, and that's why it costs so much. You know, we've got Black Diamond coming up at some point this year. Um, Black Diamond. The the only price I've seen on that so far is a, a Canadian pre order that's not up anymore, which was for three hundred dollars for a pack. Which is they call it a box, which people are gonna get people need to make sure that they read their stuff because uh hobby boxes, like the twenty sixteen Doctor Strange stuff, a hobby box people think that's a box. No, that's actually just a pack. They put it in a cardboard box like the ninety four flare. So you're getting right. six cards for that three hundred bucks. Kind of so right. you know, it's <laughs> it's a so, a it's, it's, things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's stuff you gotta look at. And I'm I'm really I hate paying that much for cards, but I really I, I like some of the you know top tier stuff. You know, some of the stuff <laughs> yeah, very cool. So, same, same. You know,
0: same. I, I you
2: know I could go on and on. You, got, uh, I, I make people mad all the time when we talk about buybacks and all these other reused art things, and it just keeps getting more and more expensive for reprinted same art. And but I gotta have to buy a Doctor Strange, son. I still have to get it anyway. So
1: they, <laughs> I'm the person they market to. Exactly. I, I, oh yeah. Can I just can I just share a beautiful thing? I don't I don't know if you're aware that you even did it, but you did a little clap of your hands in glee there. just <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 wonderful. This is one of the only hobbies where oh, I see grown brilliant. men do that on a regular basis. It's brilliant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so to, to, to answer your question in in a, a lot less shorter, I guess, answer is um, oh, I think but the biggest thing is you just have to monetarily budget out better um, and, and plan for that. So if you're looking to do, if, you, if you're a person that tries to do complete sets or complete chases or complete parallels, you know, for for what these sets cost today, you really need to plan ahead. You know, some, some of us, some some people have a lot of disposable income. It doesn't matter. You know, they can sit at the car shop and buy case after case after case you know it doesn't matter to them but most of us you know we have to kind of plan for those expenditures yeah. squirrel some money away throughout the year to get ready for it and and those types of things because you can't let the hobby get to a point where you can't pay your rent you get divorced you can't you know you alienate your family and it, it happens because it's an addiction it's it or it can yeah, be an addiction very
0: gambling much. at one point yeah, yeah it's that's, very that's much definitely. gambling and yeah Yeah, and And especially with cards. And cards have always had that kind of background to them, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, and just the, 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 the point you make about gambling, for me, I think one of the things that's made me successful or able to collect for so long is I don't view any of that stuff as values. I I will never sell any of this stuff. Uh, Most, a few things I will put up, if it's not Dr. Strange stuff, if I'm breaking a box, I'll put that stuff up for sale in that, but all the Dr. Strange stuff, I give more stuff away at at conventions and at shows than I will ever sell because that furthers the hobby. It gets people interested in the character. I'll hide it, uh, like C2E2 here in Chicago. I hide cards around the convention floor and if they find the cards, they can bring them in and get trading cards and comic books and and free stuff and stuff like that. And I'd, I'd rather contribute to the hobby more then I will never make money on any of this. Whoever whoever gets my collection after I die, or if I if I pass on and my wife has to sell it off, you know, that I, I won't make any money on the collection ever. And that's never been my intent. So that's how I look at my collection is it's never, you know, they're like this and this and money and get this. It's like, I don't care about any of that stuff personally because it's never um, it's never an issue. What is an issue because I don't do that is trading because obviously I normally don't have you know a lot or other stuff to trade I'm not a big e-packer um, unless it's something specific so I end up having to to work backdoor trades or wait till the stuff hits eBay or secondary markets and pay a little bit you know more for it but since I'm a single character collector I'm mean, you know it's that that I'm just focused on that one character in those cards but Doctor Strange has been hit because of the MCU movies he's everywhere now the, the last yeah, man anime. you've got uh, <laughs> I've uh, gotten screwed uh, premiere <laughs> or uh, uh, Master <laughs> Masterpieces at every set's got eight to fifteen Doctor Strange cards in it, and he's in almost yep. all the chases. So it's it's a very the, the past you know two or three years has been a very expensive endeavor just because he's he's in everything because he's he's kind of the the cornerstone for the next phase of the Marvel movies uh, in a way. Yeah. Um, so they're basically going to put his face on everything they can, and it, it's that- it's nice. But Doctor Strange has never really been a level one or level two character when it's come to like trading cards and stuff like that but he's kind of at least moved up to the level two spot now you know he's not you know a wolverine or or whatever but he's he's definitely commanding prices that are uh that, that, that are getting up there so
0: yeah, and I I think it's funny you've mentioned so many amazing things, and you've hit so many big benchmarks for like bigger discussions. Like, it's funny if you look at us three, we kind of fall the whole spectrum of character collecting. You know, I think Donald between all three of us has the most. Uh, cards featuring Doctor Strange that are coming out recently and yeah your, your character is being featured on Battle Spectra <laughs> your character is being featured on base you know what I mean I mean there's quite a bit variation on the character and different types of cards and variants that are coming out um, Ian's been hit up by Black Cat but not as much right I mean Girl. she was in she was in MM 2020 was she she was in yeah. 18 but as a battle
1: right yeah yeah the 181 one didn't didn't work for me because she's with another character but uh, right. so I, 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 I avoided that but um yeah the rooster the, in the hen house huh? can uh, I, so I can't do it it's, especially actually to be fair that's mainly a sketch <laughs> card rule um if there's a sketch card um of black cat if there's any other character in there with her I can't I, I don't go near it so yeah yeah she's got to be on her own she's got to be she's got to be all mine um but um but no I've had I've had anime You're I've had, had annual, and you and you um uh what else? in my, in my head I heard you purring there Donald but I know you didn't but uh, that in my head uh, that's what I heard um and yeah and she's she's going to be all over ages uh going to be gonna, all over ages yeah. uh, uh, ages are going to be killer yeah i mean the one the one thing tough for you guys well, the thing is, I know that actually the, um, the first half of the year is going to be quite a rough one for me, but then it's going to be ease because you remember when we spoke to Travis from Upper Deck, he said a lot yeah. of their publishing content was the first half of the year because um, of the delays they've had on, on some of the Marvel… Um, studios content, mm-hmm. um, so that's, kind, that's of, right. kind of the back half of the year. But I guess from 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 your point of view, Don, you don't have that respite. You know, Norrin's got a little bit of time before his is he's, he's back in the. Saddle. I've had him and Yeah, I've gotten super lucky.
0: Like being on the very other end of the spectrum, I've been able to catch up for the last few years. um Very luckily, been able. I mean, sixteen was hard because my character was tier four, so that was really tough. Um, really. Really tough, tough, but yeah. like,
2: yeah. Um, it, it's 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 not that I want to say I don't want Doctor Strange in in not in a set, but it's you, you need some of those catch up periods to yes, you know, especially yeah. when they're in all the chases and that you know that drains your money and it drains your budget and you can't you know catch up on a few of the other things you missed. It's like, well, do I want to go back and you know, maybe shoot for a red spectrum or shoot for, you know, something else. You can't, at least, you know, for my budget level, you know, you, you just can't, you know, just wing it out there like that. You've got to have a little bit of time to squirrel some money away for some of those those larger purchases. And it's when you're when you're hit every couple of months with a, <laughs> with another big set, you know, it, it, it kind of keeps you having to keep up with the new set as opposed to, you know, catching up on a little bit of your backlog that, you know, because a lot of times when the set that's come out, you might not have the opportunity to get one of the one in 25s or the one in 10s or the one in 5s. So yeah, it turns um, into more of a long-term goal where you just have to wait till one pops up, you know, in the market to, to be able to get a hold of at And also at the price you want to pay it's yeah. I, be, I because I collect everything. I'm a completionist, um, it, if I have to pass on a card or pass on something because it's not the price point I want, then I do, because I know for the vast majority of the stuff, it will become available again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they're, they're, they're it does, and it always gray, does. Gray,
0: gray. does. Yeah, it always does. Things always come. I mean, Ian and I have had this conversation all the time. You know, things come come out when they come out. There's no and if they you're around. they all come around. They come around. I mean, you know, I had to do the um, Rinnhouse the 10s, the diamonds for 75th and uh, 70th or whatever. I had to wait two years to get the final diamond two and a half years or something crazy like that. And it was nowhere to be found. I mean, and I'm, you know, very, very fortunately we've met a lot of kind people and people who have quite a bit of cards in their collection and know many other people and networking. I never found who the hell had all those. They just appeared on comp luckily. And I've never found the person who had it. You know what I mean? Maybe I do know them and you know, they want to put them up when they want to put them up. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know who that was, who had them because they listed, I think Donald and I talked about it, right? They listed like, Twenty or 30 of those diamonds. Do you guys remember about that? About yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just suddenly popped up on ComSea yeah, yeah. after not being found for years. I think it's also because of the card boom right now. I think we're going to get really lucky yeah. with a lot of things being thrown on eBay. And I think yeah. now's the time to hunt because everybody's digging cards out because of the card boom. So I think we're just about hopefully going to get lucky and do complete some stuff.
2: <laughs> Um, and I think, but you know, so- Donald. Yeah. What?
0: No, I was going to say you said something really awesome about. Um- you know, just being happy with choosing what you're deciding to do for your collection. You know what I mean? That's something I've always had to do too. You have to just, you have to make your own parameters, especially when you're a budget collector like us, you know what I mean? You, you know, who can't just buy cases and cases and crack things because I, I think there's multiple ways of doing it, right? You have the collector who buys tons of cases, cracks a lot of product and has a lot to trade for things they want. You know what I mean? I think that's a, that's a, that's a type of collector, and then you have the collector like me who has to hunt for everything because I don't have trade stuff either, which is what I want to bring up. And when you don't have trade stuff, you know what I mean. You kind of have to, to wait for group breaks and begging, yeah. and, and you know, promise sexual favors, all that kind of good stuff, um, <laughs> you know, just to get what you need. <laughs>
2: Yeah, when you were talking about that that group of cards that came up um, which is what I see too is just because the cards have gotten so much more expensive some people are having to reevaluate their collections you know when Marvel when when uh, mm20 came out you know that, that was a significant cost for anybody who wanted to put you know any sets yep. together or runs together so you kind of have to go back to your collection and figure out eh, what what can I maybe get rid of um, to free up some money so can I can so I can afford to get a case or get this or, or to get that and I think um, the the past year or two some of those things that some some of those cards people would never think about actually selling they've just been sitting in a drawer they're they're reevaluating evaluating well maybe yeah i really don't dig these i put this set together five years ago or ten years ago i really don't dig it anymore maybe i should try and get a little bit of money off that so i can put that now into you know uh and 20 or 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 whatever one of the the bigger sets that they know is going to cost them some money um, and times change too you know last last year and and so far into this year the the financial scene is a wreck um, because of covid and it will continue to be a wreck you know every, everything that has happened if everybody gets a vaccine tomorrow and covid goes away tomorrow the financial ramifications of everything that's happened will still progress throughout the rest of this year you know so it's very much a um you'll see you'll, you'll see collections you know just put up for auction be it you know like on ebay or actually put up onto heritage or something you know on on, on one of the yeah. actual premium auction houses you know just because of that and it's a it's a sad a sad thing to see but you know it happens so your your life changes you know one year you could be doing very well and 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 rocking and rolling and then in two or three years you basically have to get rid of everything you've got just because of a a a life event or you know a medical problem or you know whatever it happens to be yeah um and you see some of those those collections come out and that's where some of the really rare stuff comes out is somebody's passed on and their their estate selling it off or somebody's having uh uh medical problems or whatever and they got lots and lots of bills that you know stuff that they normally would never get rid of and you know you you hate to see that happen but it also brings out some of that super rare stuff back into the market again and back in the new collectors where it can be enjoyed again it can be um people get excited about it again and you know things like that so yeah
1: yeah so so tell me about you we mentioned it briefly before we started recording but I, I find this quite interesting so you mentioned that you came back to cards um <laughs> from kind of being into it so and i know that that you're currently on a journey that's connected with that so to talk to me about 2016 what happened in 2016
2: so 2016, the Doctor Strange movie came out, um, which was a fantastic movie. If you've never seen it in 3D, you got to give it a watch in 3D. It's, it it, it lends itself extremely well to 3D. We saw it in IMAX 3D, and it, it was a kicker. It was awesome. But, of course, you know, a new movie came out, so a new trading card set comes out. And I was so upset at the upper... 2016 set that I literally stopped collecting trading cards for a few years um, because they basically came out and punched me in the face saying all right <laughs> you, you 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 looked at the advertisement and it said all right a box was this price and then you're like okay that's cool I order a couple boxes and then you found out no it was a hobby box meaning there was a single card in that box and for a single card it was like initial retail was like 15 bucks or 16 bucks for that single card and they build it as every card is a hit no it's not Mm -hmm. just because it's got a number stamped on the back because the entire run is limited doesn't make every card a hit a hit is a coin card or a cut card or an autograph card or a costume card that's a hit and it it to me, to be honest, it, it, came, it came off as a giant money grab um, that really, really upset me. That was, that was the first Upper Deck set that, or the, the first time collecting Doctor Strange where I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do this. I'm, I'm not gonna play the game. So it, it literally put me off collecting for a few years and I didn't start back up until about a year and a half ago, 20, end of 2018. And um, I started having to play the catch up game on all the stuff I missed. But what's kind of interesting is that 2016 set is my main focus right now because the chases in that set are very, very cool. They got some really cool wicked chases both on EPAC um, and, and on the hobby set right now. I'm trying to finish the Book of Cagliostro uh, hobby set books out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished. I've got five cards. I just put a post up on the, the, the card group trying to find my last five cards. The, uh, the silver uh-huh. parallel. Um, They're limited to 50 cards. It's a 50 card base set, but they're limited to 50 cards each. Um, So I've got all but five cards of those. uh, I'm trying to finish up those five cards. Um, The gold set is one in 25s. I don't think I'm going to kind of push that off. But besides the gold set, I'm going to basically try and master set the whole set, which is just under a thousand cards for that 2016 uh, between EPAC and hobby. yeah. Um, there's two parallels I won't get just because um, you, I won't be able to find them. They'll be too expensive. The uh, coin sets where they do the cover price. They put the coins in the card for what the cover price of the comic was. Um, there is a parallel strange. that – Yeah, strange change that is signed by Stan Lee. Uh, so I, I'm pretty wow. sure I won't get any, any of those cards. Um, and Cumberbatch has several – Uh, a dozen or 15 or 20 signed cards in that set. And one of them alone um, is like regularly $1,500 to $2,000 on eBay. So just for that card. Uh So besides, um, I'll get a Cumberbatch. One of them I'll get a Cumberbatch signature on, but I won't get all the Cumberbatch signatures. And I definitely can't get all the Stan Lees for the strange change. Um, But besides that, I'm trying to master set the rest of it. Um, Luckily, like, oh, there's no plates.
1: You're a beast. Um,
2: But it's 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 my current goal. It was a big goal for last year, and it's my primary goal for this year for cards. And I'm I'm getting pretty close. Well, not pretty close, but by by the end of this year, I should have it pretty topped off. It's just the hobby sets. The 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 hobby sets were very very limited. Um, the the main The main base set was 150. The silver was 50, and the gold is 25. Um, and each one of those has their own. All the chases have the same number, you know. So each Right. base silver and gold each has the same chases for those same numbers so it'll be a good run but i'm really enjoying the chases i love the chases you know the some of the e stuff with the uh uh projections the projection cards and stuff like that oh, I love those. Really
1: oh those are cool i love those astral projections i've got four in hand so far um
2: yeah. so it's really wicked the, the card set that, that pissed me off and made me stop actually collecting for a few years is uh-huh. the card set that's got me most focused currently it's, it's a weird thing <laughs> I, te- I tell wow. you what i find
1: fascinating about that set is you can see that because that, that's one of the first releases on epac yeah. um, yep. and you can see this stuff that they tried that that either st- stuck on the wall and they kept it going and they gradually phased it out and there's other stuff that clearly uh, didn't work I mean it's interesting we touched on astral projections because of course that's an e-pack exclusive and it is a hot pack so you get a pack and you will have all the cards will be astral projections cards um, which freaked me out the first time it happened <laughs> <laughs> but but the other thing that that Lauren and I have talked about, which which is I'm sure something they could fix, but to this day really annoys me, is that you collect the physical chase sets on EPAC, so the Book of uh, C- Cagliostro is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think I've murdered it. Uh, the Sanctum Stars, the Behind the Lens, whatever it is. And when you when you get the achievement for collecting those, it's the only set where you lose all the cards that you gained when you go for the Achievement, yeah. Which I remember when I first redeemed, and I lost, I lost the fifteen cards I'd been chasing, and I messaged them, and they said they were like, "Yeah, that's how it is with that set." And I, I, to this day, I still think that's a real cheat.
2: It was that, and the base card combo too. That 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 really. I don't want to say upset upset me, but it's uh, the base cards when when you when you buy the e-pack boxes and cases and packs, the base cards aren't physical, so you have to combine oh, them 20. and it's 20. 20 Bill. base cards. And those oh, those gosh. those packs and cases and stuff are not cheap. So you have to basically just to get the the silver, the 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 first level of physical, you have to combine twenty of every card. Well, we did
1: it, didn't we? On a. <laughs> do you remember when we did that episode yep, on our YouTube? I watched it. Got, yes, I yeah, do. No one's probably forgotten this already, but we. <laughs> no, I just remembered. It's funny because I looked over at you and I was like, "Wait a minute! Didn't we see
0: that? We like yes, did a whole episode yes, around that." Yes, yeah, I that know, I know, I know. And that um,
2: silver that silver set's a pretty set. That's that's uh, it's
1: a very pretty set. Yeah. I'm really sure good. it will be when I eventually get it in hand. Because <laughs> I've got to obviously pay the twenty five cents and then wait four years for it to be shipped. Um, but. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to getting it in hand. I mean, I've been I've been getting into that set, and I've got all of the single. Uh, See, so they've got the wonderful costume cards, the Vishanti's vestments. Yep. Um, mm. And I've got all of the single ones now on EPAC. I think I've got two doubles to get, uh, maybe a few of the triples, and then there's a couple of signed ones. I think there's a Cumberbatch and a Tilda Swinton one. Yep, right. Yep. Um, which I probably won't be able to afford. Um, so for me... Four more. Ah, well, there we go. Um, oh, you've got them all in hand as well. Marvellous. Mine are just pictures on a screen. I just kind of lick the screen occasionally when I want to look at them. Um, but the... Um, what... Um, What's interesting for me, I think if it's interesting, you're talking about your budget and things like that. I'm I'm crazy in that I'm I'm not just in one lane. I try and get everything, and I you're drive serious. myself mad. Um, but no, I do, and at my, I'm my own worst enemy. i I'm, I'm I'm in in that sense in that I've constantly, if I look at my binders now, I've got thirty to forty sets that are in various stages of completion, and I can honestly say that there's only maybe one or two sets that I've finished um, in terms of. Um, masterpieces... Yeah, they're all Masterpieces ones, actually. Um, 2017, uh, 2007, sorry, 2008. Yeah, I finished all of those completely. Uh, and then maybe for me, I finished what I'm going for on 2018. So that, and sometimes.
2: You know, the fun is in the uh, uh the pun uh, is in the chase. Yes. Um and and it's sometimes it kind of you know once the chase is over you put it in a box and you put it on the shelf and you kind of forget about it and it goes away. But so I, I like some of those. Collecting goals where it takes me years, you know, I've waited decades to get certain things, and it's it, and that's the fun of it is you never know when because I'm all over, I'm on Heritage, I'm on eBay, I'm on all the different auction houses, and then even stuff like Macari. You never know when something's going to pop up somewhere that's going to be something. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So I see. No yeah, one's got his head in because he knows what I'm about to do. I said, so hey,
0: Donald, he's been, he's been. Really, really crazy about this case, and you're about to hear it open because he's so
1: excited. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a standard for every episode now. Uh, you're not supposed to bury <sighs> the lead on that one, Naren. Um But no, you get You put it in a box, or you put it in a shelf, or you put it in one of these. Oh,
2: this <sighs> oh, <Jesus Christ>. guy's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is which is where my black hat collection is now now residing in two of these fine fine cases.
2: Well, that, that brings up an interesting story.
1: Mm. There are uh, beautiful uh, cases.
2: I I wigged out in sent in like fifteen PMs after I saw Titan Cards doing the uh, uh, what was this, Star Wars break that comes in the metal case that costs nine thousand dollars for Best the Stellar the Stellar, and I was losing my mind watching this. <laughs> and yeah. the, and within four hours, I sent Noren a list, and I said, all right, I'm going to do my own Stellar set for Doctor Strange. I've what? already printed out my chases, my cards that I'm doing, the autograph cards. That's why I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the custom sketch card stock I was putting together with the Doctor Strange yeah, archive on oh. it with the foil. Okay. It's actually, I'm going to build a... Uh, exotic wood case that's going to look like something you'd find in the Sanctum Sanctorum. And each drawer is going to house, there's going to be two drawers of sketches where there'll be a five by seven in the middle, flanked by four. Uh, Three by fours. There'll be two drawers of those, and then there'll be a base set and some chase sets. But I saw that, and I'm like, "All right, I I have to up my game as far as my customization level." <laughs> so I'm I'm actually putting together a, a hand carved and, and wood. I'm thinking about putting a stained glass top on it with the stained glass mm-hmm. Doctor Strange with a little bit of a backlight on it, and I'll have like an eye of Agamotto on it. But the the drawers will have each of those things placed in there. That that's my primary. Uh, Fabrication goal for this year, and then and so the,
0: jealous. the, the cards, the
2: signature cards will have to be something that I do at conventions. So I'll pick like five or ten actors, and then if I can run into them at the conventions, I'll have them sign the card. But they'll be like actor signature cards. But I'm gonna I'm gonna print them. I'm just gonna do the whole thing myself, and I'll I'll photo stamp the numbers on the back and wow, and wow. and that. So that was I was like that that I that set blew my mind as far as the level. Of kind of qualities and, and what it put together it's like okay i've got to do something like that for dr strange so
0: no it was hilarious too because i so like everybody knows by now that i went on a little mando tour and well i'll talk i have an uninteresting story about that one too but i was sitting there and i was watching um our friend who we've spoken to on Titan cards uh ali that's is that her name yeah Allie. no
1: no no yeah. we're, we're, she's she's on our short list but yes yeah Anyway, very nice. Anyway, she does these box
0: breaks, and she was doing Stellar, and it's so funny. I sat down; and it's my first time watching Stellar, and I'm like waiting for Mendo, right? Because that was like the set where he was gonna have his signature in there. And then Donald <laughs> <laughs> is me all this stuff, freaking out on the price. And I'm like, oh my god, what is this nuttiness? Because I had no idea as well. Uh, and for listeners so they don't know, it's called Star Wars Stellar. There's a hundred boxes. They come in this giant briefcase. They come with a 5x7 original art by two really amazing artists, uh, Lois and uh, Carlos Caballero and Lois Draper. I forget her name. Um, and you have also uh, autographs from actors from all over. So you have Harrison and Ford autographs you have um uh, you know Carrie Fisher oh no I don't think I you need I, I think Carrie Fisher sticker or there's no there's no sticker yeah. autos it's yeah. all on car you have uh, tripo, a triple a trip triple autographs double autographs it's just a uh, massive thing that you pay basically eight thousand dollars nine I is think that right nine something nine thousand yeah. nine thousand something dollars for him? Super premium, very, basically everything's guaranteed to be a hit. It's an it's a it's a, it's a very nutty thing. But I thought the same thing when you started texting me, Donald. I was like, how can I build myself a Silver Surfer briefcase? <laughs> <laughs> this 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 thing as massive and as premium as that. Um, but yeah, I thought the same thing, brother. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: see, uh, for this year, I've got uh, that jumped to the top of my list, but I still have to. I started building a life-size orb Vagamato. um if you don't know oh. what that is um, but it's yeah. it's all yeah, yeah, hardwood yeah. carved stand and case and then it's got an acrylic orb inside it i'm putting a dark dementia diorama in it that's uh led lit and it's all custom bent plexiglass and spheres and custom oh, wow. sculpted on everything up inside the orb Vagamato. um basically for a photo op prop some of the stuff I, if you've seen the shanty window and stuff yeah. Yeah, to convention so people can take pictures with it. Um, wow! I need to finish that up this year too. It's just that I was going to do it last year, but all the conventions kind of ended, you know, in March. Yeah. So I, there was no big rush on trying to finish any of that up. But once I saw that that stellar set, I'm like, nah, I got to start putting me together Doctor so, Strange custom card set.
1: So, so talk to <laughs> me. This is this is one thing you mentioned this in passing earlier on, and and that's just reminded me. Uh, you mentioned, uh, I think you said you lectured. Or you lecture um in some context and also about cons so tell me about that aspect of it because that that is properly kind of next level stuff in terms of, of a collector and what they do with their collection and how they share it with people. So to touch on that, what do what you do with, with both in terms of cons and about speaking?
2: Yeah. So out here in the Chicagoland area, we've got a lot of smaller conventions and then c uh, 2 C2E2 is kind of the biggest right now. Uh, we had our wizard world still goes on, I think. Um, but I personally haven't been to it in a while. It's just gotten mm. kind of crazy. I won't get into that. Um, but uh, what I'll do is on occasion is I'll actually take an exhibit at the shows. Um, I'll get a space or they'll provide me a space and I'll basically do like a museum exhibit where I'll set up display cases and bring in props and photo op things and stuff like that. So people can actually tour some of the history and see some of the um uh, things from from years gone by and some stuff they might not know existed and then they can also uh, take photos and stuff with some of the props and, and things I, I bring in. So it depends on the show sometimes I just you know bring in a table's worth of stuff um, and people that are interested in Doctor Strange will talk about it and then we'll hold some contests and that other things like C2E2 where they got a lot more space will actually set up a lot more stuff where they can come in and, and walk around and uh, a lot of people seem to enjoy it, a lot of people don't realize how old, because they're just used to the MCU movies, they don't realize yeah. that, you know, Doctor Strange has been around since 63, you know, and, and they really get interested in it, and sometimes it, it it sparks, you know, other people who might not be as interested in the character and, and those types of things. You do run into some problems, though, too, because people want to buy everything and nothing's for sale. I put, I put big, gigantic signs up that say, not for sale, for display only, and they'll actually get mad. They'll be like, so you're just here flexing, right? And I'm like, sure, if you want to look at it that way, fine, but uh, none of it's for sale it's like especially stuff like the pops i've got that freddy Funko dr strange and you know pops that are you know more than five hundred dollars and they would be like trying to offer me ridiculous prices and it's like no it's the the xm dr strange statue somebody tried to offer me like 1400 bucks for her, which is twice retail and i'm like mm, it's not for sale i'm sorry i can point yeah. you if you're looking at buying one i can maybe point you in the right direction and, and help you out with you acquiring one but sometimes they get kind of upset with that but um we should talk about all sorts of. <laughs> stuff and then um at, at at some of the shows i'll actually ho- host a panel or do a panel or two and talk about different things from collecting uh preservation uh history of dr strange you know whatever it happens to be um just sure. different topics for different panels and stuff like that
1: cool wow i love that i love, I love it. I mean, that imagine, so much imagine, man imagine doing that knowing i mean i know you 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 teach as your main profession imagine if you could start teaching about Silver Surfer and cross the (laughs) streams to get paid. Cross the streams. (laughs) Yeah, you know,
0: what's always, I think, I think what's really nice about what Donald does is that he's bringing, I mean, you don't see collections like Donald's Very often, right? And I think this is something we always talk about, that so many big collectors who do the original art, who do the comic books, who do the statues, who do everything that Donald does, those collections are not seen, right? For various reasons, Um, mostly because either, you know, they don't want to be hounded, as he has been hounded, or they don't want to, you know, they don't want people to see their hand because they trade. You know, a lot of times that happens with collectors is where they're like, they're trading for original. Are and they don't want to show everyone what they have because then people would request those pieces. But, you know, to go to a con and meet a collector on on your scale, Donald, I think that's a really great thing you do. And I know that's not easy. And I know that takes a lot of work to do. And I've seen the photo stand you do. I see the time you spend on this and, and the knowledge you have. It's commemorable, man. It's, it's a really fantastic thing you do and take the time to do. I really, really do think it's yeah. awesome.
2: It, it's, it, it, it's, it's a really good thing. And it's also, if you've never if you're not like a comic book store owner or something like that you don't actually see what happens behind the convention scene you know it's kind of cool too to to get into to that scene too because you know you come in a day or two before you set up you talk to the other vendors you see how the actual conventions are put together you can talk to some of the artists and other things before you know the floor gets totally crunched with people you know and everything else so it's kind of a cool thing too on that aspect it's a lot of work but it's also a little bit different scene that you normally don't get into or a lot of people you know normally don't see or get
0: It's kind of cool too. Wow, I love that. Yeah, I actually just started going to cons for the first time, just right before the pandemic hit. I was (laughs) planning on doing more, and then they stopped. No, I I ruined it. I think it was (laughs) me. I think like this guy. So we can't let let this go on.
1: (laughs) You're you're patient zero, clearly.
2: <laughs> we started to go into, uh, the first cons we actually went to were San Diego Comic Con back in the ni- the early '90s when I lived out there because I was in the Marine Corps for 11 years and I was stationed out there. So even San Diego Comic Con, you go to the shows back in the '90s and the '80s and even the '70s, is um, it was an awesome deal. Now now it's it, uh, I to, uh, it's it, it's a money grab in a lot of situations. Now it's you could. You know, if you wanted to buy something from an actor or from an artist, that was perfectly cool. But you could get, you could always get your photo taken with them. Now, you know, if you lift your camera up there, like you better be waving a hundred bucks at me, you know, to to take your photo with me. It's just so super expensive, and you see the stories of all these people dragging suitcases of money away from the conventions. Which is, it's fine. It's your, it's your, it's your, uh... it's your career. It's your, you know, you need to make, you know, you need to make your money and make what you're worth and stuff like that. But the, the the personal level every you know you, you you go to these shows and you might pay a 100 bucks 200 bucks or 300 bucks to get something signed by an actor and literally you're in front of them for 15 seconds and yeah. then the handler pushes yeah. them off there's there's very little interaction it's, it's all about you know how many people they can push through the, yeah. the, the the biggest example of that is the stan lee stuff you know the the last five yeah. years yeah uh, it was just of course if if you saw it if you went to one of the shows like c2e2 and that were where he was there signing it was it was kind of weird. Um, but it's, you know, it's, you, you got to make your money. I got, I got no problem with that. But the, the, the convention scene is very, very much changed where, um, where you could sit down and talk to an artist. You could, you could talk to a, a, a very well-known artist or even the Star Wars stuff. Um, I went to one of the ones in San Diego in the nineties. that had Jeremy Bullock, had Prowse, had oh, Kenny oh, Baker, wow. everybody, they were just on the same table, just wow. kind of lined up. You could talk to them and walk down the table. And then, uh, uh, a few years ago, we were at one show where I was watching Lou Ferrigno yell at a dude for taking his picture without paying him. You know, so what? <laughs> it was kind of it, 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 It's just kind of a different scene, but I still love enjoying going to him because you can't see just for the cosplay and all the extra stuff that goes on. It, it's such you know. A it's great really the
0: people. Dude. Yeah, it's really from and I went to smaller ones I do not have the con experience that Donald has at all
1: we in the UK don't really all. have much of that at all. yeah poor so, Ian yeah, doesn't have a is con right. yeah. I mean he's, you yeah. know, I, I honestly I said I'd do it for my 40th I don't know if I'd do it for my 50th I'm only 4 years behind you Don but um, you know I've always wanted to go to San Diego Comic Con because for me that's like Mecca you know <laughs> it's yeah. like, you know, it's a pilgrimage yeah. that yeah. I want to do you know just for the experience of having gone there and just, just being there regardless of whether i get my photo taken with someone i mean we do have some in the uk but Mm -hmm. very few you know relative to to what you've got in the states and um um, yeah, as for the comic part of the name Comic Con, very few of the ones I've been to have had much in the way of comics either. You know. Oh,
2: one. yeah, that's the way it's gone for yeah. you know, easily the past several years. Is it's it's very little comics anymore, and it's more cosplay, more anime,
1: more loads of anime. Uh, you know,
2: anime. you you'll you go to C2E2 and there'll be ten different stands and mystery boxes, ten different giant areas where people just buy mystery boxes of random stuff. You know, it has nothing to do
1: with oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, what like loot crates. Things you make.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay. You know, wow. Those mystery boxes are a big thing, and um, which is cool. You know, like, like I said, society, like I was saying before, it, people change, collectors change, society changes, and things, things kind of shift. You know, even even if comic books went away at some point and weren't a thing anymore, the characters and 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 all yeah. that would still be around in one form or another. It just it, it just changes throughout the decades.
0: Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I love that. You know, I. <laughs> No and I think it's really I think you know and from when I went to that con I I got to meet Ron Lim who was my, oh, my first goodness. introduction to Surfer. So I got I got really lucky, you know, and it was a small con. It was a Raleigh Galaxy con or whatever it's called. And he was there and, you know, I was super early because I'd never been to a con before. <laughs> so I just, you know, I just happened to go there and meet a beeline. And so I got to talk to him, look at his original art, you know, have a nice conversation. Him and his wife were there and his kid. And he was super nice and it was pleasant. I got to meet the writer for Babylon 5 and Silver Surfer Rec Room. Um, I can't pronounce his name. J. Michael voice kit um, J- who was super cool JMS, and then I got to meet um, Tom Fleming which was super fun because he's connected to everybody we've spoken to uh, Dave DeVries and everybody else so it was a really nice experience for me but it, I really did learn very quickly that the con circuit is really about the people who are there you know what I mean not the actors not the vendors but like the collectors you know what I mean if there's like a good vibe and the cosplayers like th- that's that's really the experience at least that's what I'm that's what I noticed yep. and I thought that was really really nice yeah nice community thing kind of like what we got going on here You know what I mean? It's really the people that make the group fun type of thing.
2: Yeah, you have more fun. Sometimes you're off the show floor out in the foyer and all the side stuff that's going on. Yeah. You know, the panels. And then you get, you know, because once you get onto the floor on those big shows, you're just shoulder to shoulder, you know, basically – Brutalizing people trying to get down the aisles to, to try and get to what you want, but if 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 you go to the big shows, you really have to do you know the multiple days because some days will be a little bit slower than other days, and you can get into the person that you want to talk to a lot easier. Um, I was lucky enough. Uh, Kevin Nolan is one of my one of my big favorite guys for Doctor Strange. He's in one of my top five artists, and uh, I was lucky enough to get in early enough to one day where the traffic was real low and uh, sat and talked to him and his wife for for quite a while. Wow. Um, and that, so you you definitely can get those opportunities. It's just that sometimes you have to wait for them.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, if it's wow. worth waiting for, oh, it's right. be-
2: almost definitely.
1: Um, yeah. yeah just cuz i'm just cuz i'm curious and i think it'd be good for our listeners to kind of um, um hear as well you mentioned that you were... oh i says almost knocking my my tv over um and he, you mentioned that you were in in the marine corps um so what what's your, what's your kind of day... You, you're not in the marine corps anymore i'm guessing um what's your, what's your day job what what does this kind of give you respite from when you come home and you you, you build your your cases and your stories
2: so so Full circle. I was born in Missoula, Montana, and great, great state to grow up in as a kid. Um, Right out of high school, I joined the Marine Corps. I spent 11 years in the Marine Corps. Um, I was in the infantry, and then I was a Marine Corps drill instructor for a few years, um, and then finished out teaching. The and I've been I've been actually teaching at the university and college level um, for 25 years now, 28 years. Um, The uh, after that, I was in the private sector for a little bit. I worked for companies that did networks security for Fortune 500 companies. Um, I eventually got hired by a company called Lucent that kind of went under in 2000 in a way. So I wanted a job where I was going to be home and knew where I was going to be every night and those types of things because my previous, most of my life I was overseas or constantly traveling and that. So I was always a public servant of one form or the other. So um, I got hired as a deputy sheriff at um, a county out here in Illinois. It's the second largest county. Outside a cook where Chicago's at, and I'm currently a detective, I do uh, crime scene work. So basically, any of the TV shows that you see, that uh, like CSI and those types of things, that's what I've been doing for over a decade now. Um, I've been a cop for almost 18 years now, so I got two more years before I retire full circle and head back to Montana and get my cabin with a nice porch and uh, be able to fill it out with a permanent display room and and those types of things. So basically. My job's a little bit different than most I kind of see the worst society has to offer on a day-to-day basis and some of the ugliest things so when I come home I leave all that stuff at the door and I open my comic books, I go into my uh workshop and I build something or I 3D print something or I I I do something else that that I enjoy very much. So
1: and that that's why I wanted to uh-huh. touch on that because that's such a wonderful union. yeah, you know, the positive energy with the you know, maybe less desirable stuff that you you encounter in your day jobs. So um, I love. I love that. I find that really interesting. Um, aside from the fact that that Don is possibly the only person we've spoken to on the podcast that can kill people six different ways just by looking at them, due to <laughs> this, uh, military training. Um, although I have to say, Sinkovich looked like he knew how to handle himself. Sinkovich. Well, can, can, that, can, that, can that that's something out.
2: funny too. Is is people will. Uh, People normally don't know what my day job is or or what my past has been. And they'll be uh, we have we have a big comic book chain out here. uh, called Graham Cracker Graham Cracker Comics, um, that I get all my comic books and stuff from. I got uh, a, a local store here that treats me very well, and people will come awesome. in and say, "Hey, there's this dude that's got this giant Doctor Strange collection. He's he's so cool, and he's got this thing out there." And he's like, "Yeah, he shops here. This is actually a shop." And he's like, "They start talking about something else." is like, "Yeah, he's also you know a, a detective here for the county." And he's like, "There's no way that dude's a cop. There's there's no way." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Infamy. (laughs) So you've got people going into the store saying, "I've got to tell you about this really cool guy. He's got this really great collection." (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. That's great. Do you um? So so, uh, seriously, are you planning to like retire then back to Montana?
2: Yeah, that's our current thing. In another just over two years, hopefully, we'll be leaving Illinois and back to Montana.
1: Huey Huey Lewis lives there. He's got a ranch. You're gonna move him right next door to him. Well, it's Montana. You know, it's it's a small place. You you must know him. You know.
0: Yeah, it's you're gonna be one. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Odd, oddly enough, um,
2: there there's a big giant lake up there called Flathead Lake. It's like the largest freshwater lake west of the Great Lakes. Um oh, wow. the uh lots of famous people would have houses up there, and we used to. Tom Selleck used to have a house up there, and we boat by his house all the time. And. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but those oh, are all the people that drive up real estate cool. prices up there. Yeah. Yeah. Famous
0: people out of it. It's like that. Uh. It's like that in Miami a bit, too. Like, we have, like... um... So, I was on Southwest 20th Street, and maybe 20 blocks away from Coral Way, and... Viskaya and all this other stuff. And we had Madonna, Sylvester Stallone, um, and some other big houses. But basically, it was really cool. You would like drive into this little community, open, no fences. And then you would have the beach right behind him, and you had all these houses lined up. And it was the same thing. Like every other actor was there Shaquille O'Neal, a um, bunch of crazy people that's, that way. But yeah, it's it's just that waterfront, <laughs> build up the retail prices, <laughs> <How> these <laughs> giant houses. Yeah. No, you do that on a Sunday drive when you're like, ah, oh, let's go see what the rich people are doing. Yeah, I remember that well. Um
1: one day, day that would be us.
0: No one one day that would be us. Um yeah, well thank you for sharing that, Donald, by the way, man. We appreciate you sharing that kind of stuff. Um and I and I think it's lovely what you're doing, my friend, and and I, I I'm really happy that you're friends with us and we get to talk hobby stuff and take a little stress off your day. You know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff.
2: Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it.
1: Well, we, we love it as well. I especially love seeing the, it kind of gives me, gives me goals as well. When I see some of the stuff that you're doing, it's kind of like, wow, I never thought of approaching it but, like yeah. that, which is, which is actually quite cool that that, that collectors bounce off each other like that. That we've kind of got that going on now, uh, yeah, which which, which really always amazes me. Um, So, obviously, you're working on the 2016 set. I'm just, I'm just curious to know what you're, uh, because I know what you're, you're, you're making in in 2021. I had to think about what year it was then. 2021. Um, (laughs) So, you've got your orb that you want to do. You've got your your stellar level case that you want to do. but in terms of the cards you want to put in it, what, what's, what's coming up on your horizon that uh, that's either about to come out or still hasn't been acquired from recent releases? What's your current chase?
2: Um, well, it's... I've got uh, 2020. The only thing I'm missing from uh, Marvel Masterpieces 2020 is I still need my speckle, and I don't have any of the actual live Palumbo signatures the two. I think it's two cards with that, but I've got everything else. Uh, anime. The, uh, I think the only thing I'm missing from anime is the red one and five capsules, and of course Doctor Strange has two of them, not just one. He's in oh. Defenders and Avengers, uh, but I've, 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 oh. I've, I've, I've knocked pretty much those out um so i'm kind of just waiting for um ages uh, about three weeks from today um, unless it gets pushed again Uh, I think ages is currently scheduled for the first week in February unless it gets pushed again Um, so I'm squirreling a little money away from that because he's I think he's got a one in ten at least and then a bunch of other cards Um, but the big one is the the unknown is the black diamond it's still that's still kind of a big unknown on how many cards Doctor Strange will have in that that's kind of a set where I'm hoping one but it won't be (laughs) Um, Black Diamond's probably the biggest as far as something you have not to plan for. Yeah. Um, but I'm also currently I'm anticipating him having his own set for the new movie that's coming out in two years. The Madness, right? Oh, what is uh, that one? What's uh, the Ultra Ultra name Best of it? Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I want to try to put together a master set of that, um, just like I'm doing with 2016 or as close to it as I can get. So mm-hmm. I've actually already started putting some money away for that because I know it'll be a significant cost, but it's like anything else. When, when you budget for things, it's, I've I've got, a couple projects that I know I need, so I put 20 bucks in an envelope here, 20 bucks in an envelope there, and after a year or two years, there's enough money in there to to do what you want. So you look at something that looks very expensive, but if you chip away with it beforehand, mm-hmm. if you plan for it, uh, it doesn't interfere with you buying groceries or you know anything yes. else. And, and you've got that money, you know, when when it comes up, and it doesn't impact the rest of your life. And that's what my teaching jobs I do. That that's my hobby money. It's I don't I normally don't actually spend any of my regular income. On my hobbies, I it's I, I work the, the the teaching jobs, and that's where my mad money comes from, and I have no problem spending that money on crazy mm-hmm. stuff like that because it's not actually my regular income stream. So, yeah, yeah. so really looking forward to that well, age is coming up, then looking forward to Black Diamond, and we've got we obviously know there's some other card sets coming out this year, but mm-hmm. those are the those are the two kind of the next two I believe that should be babies. coming out, yeah um, and then just kind of squirreling some budget away for, for some of the other stuff that I know that'll be coming out.
0: Um, Yeah. I'm gonna have to start doing that myself because, and I, what I usually do is I, I fund the hobby with my hobby stuff sometimes. So like, if there's things that I've had for a while and I'm like, eh, not so much part of like my collection, whatever. The only reason I would ever sell it is to get something else for the hobby. Um, I'm just not, in, yeah, I just I'm just not in the position to hold on to everything, and sometimes I want to be, but also I'm I'm very. <sighs> I'm very squirrely. I don't know what it is. Like (laughs) this recent like display thing I've made for myself is kind of like has like key things that I want in like a little display corner. You know what I mean, and that's kind of where I'm marking my parameter. Like for a Mando, I did a sketch and an autograph, you know, which was very, very expensive. But you know, now I have my little display option. Put the box in the back. I got the Mando helmet from Hasbro because I'm a dork. You know what I mean? I have my little display nice. thing kind of set up for it now, and I'm pretty happy with that. And that's it. That's how I know that's done. You know what You're I mean? Get the figure. But so I, I have. I still don't know which one I want to get. I do want to get the first one we talked about, like the, the Mando
1: outfit where he's yeah. first introduced. Did you already get him? I know you got some. You showed me that. Uh, I got some, yeah. They're way over there, so I can't get them. Um, so what we're talking about, Don, and <laughs> listeners, because believe it or not, there are endless people listening, <laughs> um, is... Um, there's, that, I, I've I've avoided Star Wars figures because there's a rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> they, what they do is they do a, uh, what's called the vintage collection, where they either reissue the original um, uh, run, but they also uh, release uh, figures from the the prequel trilogy or the um, the Abrams trilogy. Uh, I guess the best way to call it. I'm not sure what that's called. Um, And um, some of the animated stuff in the style of the original Kenner line. So it's got the Kenner logo on there. Um, And they're up to about 170-odd figures, and they've released them different waves. Well, the first Mando figures came into that last April 2020 and there are a couple of figures in there and then there's been some in the December 2020 wave and there's some coming up in May, I think. Um, but there's been a couple of Mandos. There's one with his original armor. And there's one yeah, with maybe. his Beskar armor. Um, and there's one with him that's a limited edition one with him and the child in the same blister pack. Nice. Um, and you were struggling to know which one to go for. Um, I am, I, I definitely want to do
0: the vintage one and I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with, I think I'm going to do that. I got the like black series one, but yeah, I do need a figure. So I will be doing a figure for sure. And I do like the vintage one cause I love the design of the, the packaging, yes. right? I'm just a huge fan of that, like old school star Wars stuff. Cause I had those figures growing up, but oh. what's nice is that, you know, and, and a good point that Donald brought up is that you have to kind of like, I don't know. You don't have to. Obviously, people hate when I say that. But like me, I need to know where I'm going before I start investing money into things. you know what I mean, just for me, I just yeah. I just have to know where am I going? Where do I want to hit? And wh- what am I going to be okay with saying? Okay, that's enough. Because I know once Surfer starts coming into packs and stuff like that, and card sets coming out, I'm not going to be able to have everything. You know what I mean? I, so I can't.
2: Yeah. Here's something to put into your case if you, especially if you, you're doing just like a shelf of one character with a couple things in it of different things, and it's not a gigantic collection. I I, I cannot rave enough about the Hot Toys six scale figures. The, uh, the Star Wars line so is bad. out of control. Uh, they are so, bad. I've so got, bad. Yeah, I've got both Doctor Stranges. They did They did a six scale in 2016 for the movie and then they came out with another one. I think it was last year. I've got both of them. The craftsmanship, they are just killer. And I saw the Mando one. Uh-huh. Um, they're they're all, It doesn't matter if it's R2-D2 or just the droid. The craftsmanship, they are just so wicked cool and they look great standing on a shelf next to a comic book next door a couple of cards or whatever it's there's the, the eye pop is just crazy wow. <laughs> I, I love them i can never and they're always a draw any anytime that i have them out on display people just freaking google over them because the the clothes everything's fabric everything's you know oh, really oh yeah it's they're you know photo,
0: it like, the, like they're photorealistic. like it looks like you have a miniature mando there like it's, it? it's
1: hot, hot toys i'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm share my away. screen
0: so you can i'm gonna share my screen so it, you go to sideshow dot com. Okay. I'll show you now. I have sharing rights. But um yeah, you go to dot com. Yeah, Skype,
1: you just do it. I'm just I'm just I'm just googling here just to see if there's ever been a black cat. That's all I'm doing. No, really I don't figures, think it's but black cat yet.
0: Yeah. There's no black cat yet. Um, but these are like pretty insane. Um, let me go to Hot Toys because I feel they're there. They are. Yeah, Donald, damn you. So I've been like really not <laughs> wanting to. <laughs> I've been really, really not wanting to do this. No, these are these are amazing. So let's go here, I guess.
2: Hey, can you can even pull up the Scarlet Witch or what? They're, they're all just freaking.
0: Yeah. 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 They're, I mean, they're gorgeous. They're really, really all accessories. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, So we got Avengers. So these are all posable. They have fabric on them. They're very, very detailed. My internet's going slow. They're very, very detailed. Um, It's it's kind of insane how posable they are. Um, Still trying to find. Right? I did that, and, like, they gave me some issues. So, let's see. This is fast. Okay, so here's one. So, here's a pre-order one. So you see, this is the actual figure, but you can pose it. So you have this pose. Um, so this is what it looks like. And then you can do all these different poses.
1: Right. So and the gonna fabric- this link for the tasting notes. We'll put this in the tasting notes, folks. Yes, we'll, we'll let everybody see what this
0: is. But it, they're really, really yeah. nice.
2: Talk like- that. they're this stuff, and Especially the Star Wars line is just, just killer.
1: That's I'm hilarious. so close to getting look at that. But like <laughs> they're they're nice, man. Like This uh... is Mandalorian and the Child we're looking at here. And he's been yeah. in more poses than Saturday Night Fever at this point. we just keeps scrolling through all these all these things. You kind of want to do it really fast and put some music to it, which I might actually do for the um for the tasting notes. I might do a little um I might, well, <laughs> I might do. I might I might do a little GIF. Yes. Thank ah, you for sending yeah. me that link. Um Yeah, that's well,
2: another thing that I always have to look at too is is I collect everything. Mm-hmm. So it's you know my budget has to be what I what I spend on the collection, you know, obviously isn't just cards, it's statues, action figures, sure. advertisements, records, LPs, cards. Concert uh, posters with Doctor Strange on it. You know, it's it's. I collect the whole gambit, so I always have to pay attention to you know what I'm spending in any particular yeah. area because I still need to be working on those other areas of the collection also
1: it's fascinating. Beast. I love it. Um, there, there, there obviously hasn't been a black cat, one of those, because the uh, black cat hasn't existed as a photo-real thing, so I'm sure there will be other people. I've, I've not gone into the figures at all. I just simply don't have the space, and I don't have the kind of display case set up that I know you have, and I know a lot of collectors have glass cases that you can buy with lights in and a sealable that help with dust and things like that. I've just never, I've never really been able to go there with that. We've never had a, <laughs> a home big enough, or, or, or right. So, uh, and we've moved yeah. a lot. We've moved maybe in the last. Uh, I've been with my wife what for coming up 13. Yeah, coming up 13 years. We've had almost that many places we've lived in that time So this is the wow. last place we've lived, lived anywhere so so i haven't i've never really done that you know i'm very much used to packing it up and moving it around so which is why i'm enjoying it here um i'm going to share my screen now because Ooh. quite frankly it wouldn't be a doctor strange archive episode if very we did, if we didn't open a couple of packs On on EPAC, yeah. I, I, I will say I've only bought two of them, um, and and there are five cards in each. Four of them will be digital, so let's not get too excited. (laughs) Uh, But you never know. Because we did one on episode, and I got uh, I got a costume card. Do you remember, Noreen? We used that's to right. Yeah. Thing. yeah, no, he killed um, it. And uh, yeah, most of the time we did really badly, and then one, one time I, um, yeah. I got a uh, thing. So uh, so let's uh, do this. Let's do this right now. And uh, Ow! let's go. So pack one. That's a digital base, Tilda Swinton, old Baldy. Nice. That's, uh, ooh, that's oh, that's a digital base of – so cards 51 to 60 are the character shots, and one of those is the movie poster. Again, it takes you 20 to get those, but you don't get those in the daily free e-pack. You I actually get, have oh, the uh,
2: case topper of that card, the one in five. Oh, um, nice. It's a case ooh. topper, yeah.
1: Nice, nice. Um, and so those I don't yet have um, – I don't yet have the silvers of those and I could buy them on ComC, but I'm gradually chipping away at them so that's nice uh, another digital so the next one will be physical alright here we go it is Sanctum oh, Stars insert Wardo um, nice yeah I like those I like those I've got like I said I've got the set this is all kind of you know unless I get a costume card or or an auto then it's uh, this is just you know fun Um, I think I just
2: posted that set a day or two ago I don't
1: know I think you did yeah yeah because you've you've got them all haven't you and you've been going after the coloured parallels as well yeah yeah um, I'm just going to save an Im- image of this, just um, just very quickly, Um so that I can put it on the tasting note, so that people can see the cards that we pulled, Um which will be thrilling. I'm sure they're all pushing their chairs over right now and rushing <laughs> off to look at that. Uh, pack two, let's do it. Pack there two, here we go. So, uh, digital base, Doctor Strange. I can't. Remember. I should know the names of all these cards because because oh, i call them every day i can't remember <laughs> but you know when they come up and there's like there's like a name for each of them the yeah. number of these yeah. i've opened it's like oh i just jumped ahead there there we go um so second oh, card was a digital base of um what's that character's name kaiselius thank you very much i love Bless that you. actor Bless that you. actor's done some great, oh, great. Michaelson. did you see him at hannibal um, yes love that it's Hannibal Lecter yes I, I actually still just started
2: it. rewatching it on Netflix uh, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. I've still not nice. finished it
1: because it was genuinely disturbing I mean properly it was awesome uh, yeah my wife stopped watching it because she was having nightmares <laughs> I mean, it, it's properly out there. Um, but we saw a really good film with him in, a Danish film called The Hunt, because he's a Danish actor. I saw it.
2: No, I actually saw that. Yeah, yeah it was Hunt, It was foreign language. Which is, but Which yeah. is
1: properly um, deep. Uh, it, you know, it touches on some pretty uh, deep um, stuff. So the third card is a physical card, which tells me that card four, where the physical card normally is, could be something a bit special. I hope, Ooh. but normally when it falls out of order like that, there's, uh, there's something different going on. So we'll see. So the third card is Enchanted Arsenal, and it's Daniel uh, Drim. Is that start? Daniel Drim's star. Daniel Drum, yeah. Daniel Drum, thank you very much. So card four, what will it be? And it's a Cosmic card. Look at that. Whoa. <laughs> Don, so. It is uh, Mads Michelson's character, Kyselius, uh Vishanti's vestment, single uh, uh, swatch. And that's nice. That's got some good texture on it. Now, I've already got this one, so that'll be that'll be a trader, but I'll check my other one and just wow. check. Look at this. Brilliant. I love it. Well, we'll have you on more often. There we go. And then pack. Uh, card five is just um another digital. So that One was of the best wow. of wow. so that's that's pretty good. Yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's a great to see. um so yeah, happy with that. Thank you very much. Money's worth I will save. Wow! And, there we
2: go. And I would get anywhere near, anywhere near those poles. It was I. I'm so unlucky when I break I always I always try to buy a physical or each new release. I try to buy a physical box just because I still like breaking boxes, um, yep. and I also like to keep the box in the packaging. So I have a. Uh, record of for that particular series, what the uh, what wax pack of the wrappers look like, and in, in then of the box. But I never have any luck when I break a box out. I, I always have to buy my stuff on the secondary market. Yeah.
0: Always, always, always. I never pull. I've, no, never. I don't think ever. I don't think I've ever pulled anything crazy ever
1: well every right. single one of those yeah. that you see a flash i mean this is happening on the episode it's worth noting that you'll get 20 packs where you won't have got anything do oh, yeah yeah yes and and that's yeah. The
0: thing well it's that, funny you know, know people i did a pack of uh anime and people were like thank you for posting a pack that had nothing in it <laughs> yes. like, you're welcome
2: yeah <laughs> somebody just posted yesterday about hey i saw all these posts of people pulling all these sketches and that after like six cards or or whatever so so i i bought a pack and i didn't get anything is it what's wrong and like because they didn't post all the other packs they didn't get nothing (laughs)
1: yeah
0: i I think it's always a good thing for people to do in the group and most people are are good about it. some people swear that they just do one pack and they pull the best thing ever whatever but and even if you do (laughs) you know what i mean like please be aware that this is gambling. That You know, if you're jonesing to buy this stuff, have a reason why before you, you know, take the risk or whatever. Because, you know, the pools are not always... They're not always there, man. They're just not always there. I just do eBay. It's just not worth it to me to, like... Gamble on a pack. I like opening packs. I love opening packs. I love it, but I
1: never pull anything of note. Well, I'm yeah, focusing just... on getting my cards physically in hand now because, as, as I've mentioned before, I've got so many cards awaiting in a right. pack to be shipped that it's mm-hmm. just okay. I'm owning this stuff, but I don't have it, so I can't enjoy it. Tack, tack you know i can't have that tactile enjoyment of it i can't sort it i can't put it in the binders i can't i I find it very difficult to keep track of what i have when some of the stuff is here some of it is on epac some of it's in no one's closet although i don't think you've got anything for me at the moment (laughs) because 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 um your mailbox was having some mailboxes mailboxes. yeah so uh... uh,
2: but Yesterday, I was at the uh, baseball court shocks I needed to pick up some supplies because I was out of uh, the – I put most of my stuff in one touches, and they're so hard to get right now because of COVID last mm-hmm. year and the supply chain and everything else. I've had to put them in top or my recent stuff in top loaders. But the guy in front of me, about $500 worth of baseball cards, but they were all um, – low-end boxes, like $20 a box, 20 this, that, and that, and he's telling the guys, like, these are the ones I do with my kids. It's like, we spread them out over the you know first six months or whatever. They're not, we know that we're not you know, shooting for any big hits in that, but it's fun just breaking the boxes yes. and opening oh. the packs. So you know, we'll buy the the low end baseball cards, you know, twenty dollars a box, and that just to open them with my young kid, and we have fun doing that. And we're not, you know, we're obviously not expecting to to bang anything out of those boxes, but then and this some of the fun is just opening the packs. I love doing it. I'm still. I love that. That's why I'm not. I'm not a huge uh, e pack fan. I I want. I want to see this stuff. I want to see the packs open. I don't want to wait. You know, now you got to wait six months and pay $300 to get the stuff shipped to you. And, but it's, I'm, I'm a very physical, old school, tactile guy. I like breaking boxes. It's just that they cost so much these days. I can't just buy a case of this and a case of that. So I just get my one box. I open it. Usually I'll do a stream and, and do it and then let everybody know, hey, if it's not a Dr. Strange, you know, I can trade it out. But I, I still just love doing the boxes.
0: <laughs> I like doing boxes. I do. I really do. I really do. I just, you know, I think my wife and I did anime we did a box. anime didn't pull anything of any significance but did we do a box what was the anime no annual yeah annual. Yeah,
1: annual.
0: S- yeah annual yeah anyway it was just really fun to crack a box man because you know it just it's same thing like it's just a good time and that's nice that's a pretty good that's a great idea too i know jake and his brother david who are in the group um buy like a couple of cases or like a case or a box or two, and then they spread it out yep. months a at a time like month. that as well. Yeah. And then every yeah. month they do one box. And I think that's a really smart idea. I love that idea.
1: Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's great. Love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Don, I love you. Thank you for joining us. You're rock. Uh, sorry you brother. Much. Thank I you. I really it's appreciate you coming on. Um, remind people, we'll put it on the tasting notes, but just remind people again where they can find you on, on, on your website and, and, and social media.
2: Uh, it's Doctor Strange Archive. That's DR Strange Archive. And then if you go to Twitter, Instagram, it's it's the same name on Twitter and Instagram and in that if you just do a search for it. Um, I think Twitter, Instagram. Twitter's kind of weird because the, the limited character, it's not a it's not a good format for a lot of yeah. my stuff because you can only post the, the small amount of characters. So a lot of times I'll link back to my Facebook post or whatever. So my, my yeah. main thing is is Facebook and Doctor Strange Archive's out there on Facebook also. <sighs>
1: Good. All right. Well, we'll, we'll put we'll put uh, notes so to all those and go. You know, go and check out some of the stuff that that some of the content that Don's put up. Do you put do you put stuff on YouTube as well? Don't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll do different videos and stuff. There's like a Doctor Strange archive YouTube channel also.
1: Yep. Great. All right. We'll That's put all great. that on because the reason I say really that is because I know you've done some really good videos on on how you handle your cards and how you store them, which I actually think would be really good for people just to get some inspiration from. Um, just, you know, regardless of whether you want to build display cases or, you know, there there are levels in between that and it might be right for someone just to adopt a little bit of that.
2: Yeah, and I've to... done those videos too because those same questions come up all the time. Yeah. You know, every every yeah. other week, somebody new gets into the group or whatever and they ask some of those yeah. same questions. So I just yeah. some of those. I'll do the videos and just, just throw the link out there. So, hey, check this video out if you want to. Yeah.
1: yeah, No, it's handy. Mm-hmm. So we'll put that on. We'll put that on. Don, thank you so much uh, for spending and a little bit of your time with us and um yeah Thanks for having me on no but you you're more than welcome and listen we, 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 we talk all the time um so uh, i'm looking forward to maybe having you back on to talk about some of the stuff that you've got over the year uh, maybe um when, when once black Diamond has come out you can give you can give us some um, some thoughts on that um don it's it's time to end the show you know you know how we roll when we end the show you know what to say Enjoy collecting, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting.